This is a once-in-a-decade opportunity in the stock market. This is the great stock market rotation that is just beginning. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. The Bean Pod is presented by Dowmaker, the top crypto launchpad in the industry. Dowmaker allows people to participate in top crypto projects before they launch and generate some of the best returns you can find anywhere. They also provide growth solutions for crypto projects that are looking for funding and assistance with marketing. With their revolutionary new public strongholder offerings, everyone can get early access to top crypto projects regardless of their net worth. Dowmaker is rapidly disrupting the venture capital industry. If you're interested, head over to dowmaker.com to learn more. This episode of The Beam Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be talking about a once in a decade opportunity in the stock market. There is a great stock market rotation that's occurring right now, and we're just at the beginning. Stay tuned to the end. We have some great information for you. For sure. Like if you if you are a stock market investor. You probably own some tech stocks. You might own some other stocks. But the stock market is now rotating away from certain industries based on macroeconomic factors. And if you can time this right, which is right now, the opportunity to make tons of gains is in front of you. Before we begin, make sure you guys hit the like button, subscribe. It really helps a lot. Uh, leave some comments in the comment section. So the stock market is cyclical by nature. Sector rotation is it's the movement of money invested in stocks from certain sectors or industries from one to the other as basically traders or investors anticipate movements in the economy. So as you know, we're at an inflection point in the world right now. Inflation is rising or maybe is peaking. A recession is looming. Possible layoffs, food shortages. There's all kinds of things happening right now that's different from the last, what, 10 to 12 years, right? Yeah, right. So I think what we've seen is, you know, we've seen relatively low inflation, well, at least however it's been measured. Interest rates have been kept pretty low since the 2008 crash, uh, the financial crash. But when interest rates are low, you know, big companies can borrow a lot of money for relatively cheap. And that really helps a lot of the growth, high growth companies, you know, like the upstarts, you know, anything that's a big, I don't know, a tech stocks, right? Yeah, growth tech. That required developers who all make $200,000 a year. There's a lot of, you know, we we're currently working on an app right now and we see how much money it costs to get that thing going. So imagine developing these other projects or sorry, companies, how much money it actually costs and they can do that. But once all of a sudden interest rates start to spike a bit and inflation starts to spike a bit and you get the perfect storm, what ends up happening is money starts pointing to other sectors. And this is where the once in a lifetime opportunity presents itself. Right. So let's kind of go back a little bit to paint the picture of what we're talking about. It all kind of started from the 2008 GFC, right? So that was the last big crash. There was the COVID crash in um, 2020, but that was a really quick wick up. So the 2008 was, you know, banks collapsed. There was global, global recession and, and the world did go into a recession. So there's four main market stage cycles that you need to know as a stock market investor. So right now we are heading into, we are in early recession. So 
you know, as, as you, if you read the news, everyone's saying recession's coming, recession's coming. So as soon as the GFC happened, early, early recession, and there's full recession, which is stage two, which we, many people say we will be going into, then there's early recovery, and then there's late recovery, market top. So it's important to understand where you are in the market in stocks at all times because different sectors perform well depending on where the economy's at. So since 2008, they've been printing money. We basically had a 10 to 12 year bull run, except for the COVID crash. And you know, after the COVID crash, we had this hyper bull run fueled by rampant trillions of dollars being spent. And everyone knew that the floor was gonna come out. The rug was gonna be pulled eventually. And now, as soon as the Fed has started tightening, taking money out of the markets, no more free capital. Inflation is wild. Supply chain crisis. We're heading into that early recession and eventually that full recession stage. So today we're going to talk about which stock market sectors will perform the best over this coming time. So what's occurred is we've seen the S&P 500, you know, the major stock indices. They have sold off, but, you know, you're looking at you know, 17 to 20% sell-off, not too much, but there's sectors within the S&P that have sold off 70, 80%. So, you know, you got names like Twilio, DraftKings, TDoc, massive growth te- tech names that have seen that 80% dump. So what you're going to want to maybe look to are some commodity stocks, you know, with this is with the looming food crisis that is, you know, we've mentioned this a few times now, you know, with the rising interest rates, high inflation. I think you're going to want to start to look to, you know, four main commodities. You're looking at agricultural stocks. So you have your sugar, your wheat, and your coffee. You got your livestock, your meat stocks. <clears throat> you want to look to energy products, oil, natural gas, electricity. And then you have your metals, which is your silver, your copper, your gold. Why are you turning to commodities? Well, these are the raw materials and the foundation of everyday life. These are things that can be mined, drilled, grown. You know, you need them for people to survive. So with stocks like this, with companies who are in, you know, a space where we need it, it's not like we don't need some of these tech stocks. We don't necessarily need, you know, AI right now. Yeah, I mean, if you think about the the psychology of society and investors in particular, when times are great and capital is cheap, people are thinking 5, 10, 20 years in the future. You have a company like, I don't know, like a SPAC, like Desktop Metal. They're making 3D printers, and that's all well and good in a bull market when everything, the, the economies around the world are great, everything's flying. But we don't need that for the basics of life today. So those companies have seen 90, 95% drawbacks on their share price. And then what, going back to what Josh was just talking about, now people are maybe earning a little bit less money. They're being laid off from work. Food prices have gone up 50%. So it's all about the basics. So like you said, food stocks, natural gas, energy, oil, wood, you know, all these necessities of life. When the economy contracts and people are counting their, counting their coins, it's the necessities of life. That's where the money's going to flow into because really that is the only thing that matters when people are trying to get by as they probably are over the next couple of years, right? Yeah, and <clears throat> when we're in a high inflation environment, these prices are often passed on to the raw materials. It's often good for the raw materials, for the metals, you know, for the sugar, for the coffee. If inflation rises, so do these prices, which ultimately 
bodes well for the bottom line of these companies. Yeah, for sure. So it's a, in the times that we're in, it's off. These are often seen as, you know, diversification of a portfolio. It provides a little bit of stability. And in times of where we're at now, who knows how long it's going to take to get everything under wraps. You don't know what's going to, how long is the war in Ukraine still going to last for. So these are some of the, some of the companies you want to look at and the sectors you want to look at specifically. Yeah. And as you can see by the chart that'll flash up on the screen shortly, these rotations typically take about 10 to 12 years to play out in full. So even though it seems like right now, you know, it's funny because a lot of these tech companies that are taking the most beatings, these are the, the sexy names, you know, they're the cool companies that are building the future, sending things to space or crazy technology that really isn't out yet, right? Stocks that we made a lot of money off over the past few years. But it takes, even though these companies have come down 50, 70, 80% from their top all-time highs, which they may never reach again, it still takes a full 10 years for that rotation, as you can see, fully to draw out until the money really starts flowing back into tech. So you might be watching this episode and think, oh no, well, those companies have already sold off. You're too late. Well, if you look at history, we're not too late because these things can draw on a lot longer than you think. So even though if you might look at some of these staple stocks or food stocks or natural gas, which are up, go to their lifetime stock charts. They were a lot higher in, you know, 2008 or 1996 or whenever it was, right? So just know that we are early to this rotation and the time to learn about it now. And we'll give you a couple of names towards the end of the episode, but it's important to understand the sector so you can really do your own research as well. Yeah, and at this point, value is a lot better than growth. You know, as time as the times start to get a little bit tougher for individuals. And it's funny, like one of the charts we'll put up is in 1989 to 2000, tech was beating energy and then it flips. And then energy starts to beat tech. And that was from 2008 sorry, 2000 to, to, to 2008. And then tech began to be energy again, and that was from 08 to 2020. Well, guess where we are now, right? We're getting to that point now where energy is going to start beating tech. And we, we've seen that with the huge sell-off. And like you said, it takes 10 plus years to kind of bring that back. Yeah, so I mean, the setup was there. And if you really, if you had, you know, if you've been a stock market investor for, you know, decades and decades, someone like Warren Buffett would have spotted those signs, and he did. So earlier in 2022, just after the stock market had peaked, peaked back in November. Growth stocks had a price to earnings ratio on average of 27, which on av- compared to the S&P as a whole was 17. It was the biggest gap since the year 2000, the time the, one of the last rotations switched, right? So you can spot these signs and now we can, we can learn about these things. Now. So moving forward, you know, in eight to 10 years when you see that. So what you'll see on the flip side is when the price to earnings ratios of the tech stocks as a whole are by far the lowest they've ever been since, say, 2008 or year 2000 or before year 2000. Yeah. So you spot these these price-to-earnings ratios. There's always signs that these things are happening, right? So it's important for us to learn about these so we can take this knowledge into the future. And it's amazing. I mean, the longer you invest, the more you'll begin to learn because we are going to go through, in one of our previous podcasts, it's something like if you invest for 50 years, you're going to see 14 bear markets. So there... Looking for, you know, A, when the Fed begins printing money, when is their bailouts? Often the stock market does really well. So you want to pay attention to, you know, when the Fed does do that, then you can look to these high growth stocks. When interest rates come down and you can begin borrowing again, that's when you maybe want to look to these high growth future tech stocks again. But right now is a time where maybe you want to be looking to name, you know, blue chip names like Suncor or Enbridge, you know, (coughs) Imperial Oil. 
Yeah. Looking to names like that. For sure. And it's important to understand right now that although this, this rotation is cyclical and it is predictable from a macro scale, we've never really seen an environment like we are in right now, right? So as I was just saying, we had the GFC in 2008. They printed a shit ton of money. We've had this secular bull market for almost 12 years. And then they printed, just to top it off with the cherry, they printed trillions of dollars in the last two years. And then we had this pandemic. We've had now, we've had supply chain crisis like we haven't seen in a long time. Food crisis. There's an ongoing war in Europe. So a lot of factors, a lot of them were kind of end caused by the pandemic, which really like the last, the straw that broke the camel's back, right? So there's no telling how long this downturn and tough time for the world are, is going to take. People say, you know, oh, they're expecting another V-shaped recovery like there was in COVID. I don't think there's any money that's going to be printing anytime soon unless the Fed does a massive reversal. It's possible. That's what I think. I think that is I th- almost like it begins to get so bad that you almost have to. And then instead of bringing inflation down to 2% or their target of 2.5-3% in the next year or two, it's like, okay, we're going to do this, but it's going to take... Unfortunately, we're going to have to print money again. We're going to have to do this interest. Like, it's going to be this long, drawn-out, 10 to, who knows, 20-year cycle. Because if you have large companies laying people off, where's the money coming from? I don't understand where it can possibly come from if people aren't working and large corporations are laying off. But then, you know, it costs 10 bucks a gallon to fill your car. And then a loaf of bread is $10 as well. Like, where, I, I don't, I just don't. It's a vicious cycle, and I think the, one of the only things that we can hope to solve a lot of these issues is technology. You know, you may not need as many people to run a company, and technology can bring down cost savings when you, you realize economies of scale for new, techno- new, new software platforms, you know, that bring th- things together from around the world. I think that's one thing we can kind of hopefully rely upon. But then talking about tech companies, when you look at the valuations that they were at. Maybe oh, Yeah. They may never see those valuations again because they've been feeding off of cheap capital for the past 12 years, bringing them to unbelievably insane. Remember the SPAC period like that? If that's not a sign at the top of a 12 year bull run, I don't know what is. Right. Yeah. They could, the company doesn't even exist yet. And it's worth 20 billion. Yeah, in February 2021, <laughs> we, all we would do is look for the next SPAC to come out on Twitter, buy, buy some of it when it comes out and just wait for them to announce. Yeah, we're, we're uh, thinking about taking this company public. 5x sell <laughs> like that was that's the peak yeah you know like the sign obviously hindsight is 2020 of course but man you look back at that shit it's like these companies don't even exist yeah <laughs> I, we should have taken ourselves public and it's I back know. it would have worked well we oh worked. man you have like crypto companies that are solving real world issues and yep. they're worth like a hundred million dollars you it's know crazy. what i mean like it's nuts so where are we at right now so there's a 35% chance or higher that the USA is going to head into a recession within the next two years, says Goldman Sachs. The bond yield has in, a curve has inverted, which is typically a sign of incoming recession. Inflation is at 8.5% or higher. Prices are out of control. And even I saw some of the numbers coming from some European countries. Inflation has not peaked yet. It's still going up. Yeah. So we're just at the start of this rotation. So why don't we go through a few of the sectors, maybe give a couple of the top names, a couple of picks. But if, you, if you've been watching the show for a while, you've seen our recession stocks video. You've seen our food stocks video. We've been picking these stocks for the past few months and our wartime stocks video. And these stocks are already up big time. So congratulations to our early viewers, but it doesn't matter. You're not too late. If you're just watching this episode, we can throw it out some good picks. Yeah, I mean, if you, we, 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 we did mention that there was a possibility of a war before the war actually took place. And those have done very well. The food crisis 
I don't think it's hit us quite yet. That's a long-term one. Um, you know, it's sometimes we get so caught up that we're in North America and well, not everything's fine right now, but this, when you talk about what the inflation rates are in the European countries and, and other countries as such, I think like the global aspect, you really need to be looking globally and understand that that's, what's really going to impact us because we don't, we don't grow everything just in America. There's a lot of stuff getting shipped in from Mexico, from, you know, from India, et cetera. So you really need to be looking at the global numbers. For sure. So one of the sectors we've talked about before, and I think it bears mentioning again, is energy and utilities. So you had that great pick of Comstock Resources from the recession stocks, or I think it was recession stocks. And if you look back at the chart from that, the all-time high for that thing, like back pre-2008, is, I don't know, it's still like a 1020x from where it is here. Yeah. Even though it's already up 150% since we called it, right? Mm. So Comstock Resources is CRK. Another natural gas company, which Comstock is, is Antero Resources, AR. Again, it's that chart where it was way up in the early 2000s and it's come down. It's in the cycle. This, it's the cycle. These are the cyclical stocks, right? So look at, look at CRK, Comstock Resources, Antero Resources. You could also look at other utility companies like American Waterworks, Brookfield Infrastructure. Like we're talking about the bare necessities, right? These are the stocks that perform well in these rotations. That water, util- the, like the utility stock you mentioned, um, super good because it's really consistent. They usually have government contracts. You know, you have X amount of people who live in the, it's really predictable, you know, like that is an excellent, and they usually provide um, y- dividend yields as well, which is something yeah. to look at. Because most of these companies, these are old school dividend companies. These so are, they the are. Co- companies that have been around for 150 years. Exactly. You know, my great, great, great grandpappy used to work for them, that kind of company. Yeah. Um, so there's food stocks, right? So we've been talking about Bayer, uh, B-A-Y-R dot Y for seeds and fertilizer, Corteva, Nutrien. These are the companies that are making your pesticides, fertilizer, which is massive shortage of because of the war in Ukraine, Russia and Ukraine being big uh, suppliers for pesticides, fertilizer, wheat. What's that wheat ETF? W-E-A-T. Yeah, W-E-A-T is a good one. Uh, for corn, ADM, Archer Daniels Midland. You know, the, I know these aren't the sexy stocks that are, you can talk to your friends, you know, when you're out at the bar about these cool tech companies. Yeah. But hey, making money is making money, man. And like, you got to get into some of these, you got to look at some of these food stocks because they could you know, hold your portfolio up in these uncertain times. Yeah, especially the metal, you know, first quantum minerals, Russell Metals, uh, West Fraser, and again, like we mentioned, Nutrien. And, you know, that, that, that allows you to get into the commodities, the minerals, the metals, the timber, the fertilizer, everything that's required to ensure that humans can still survive on this planet. For sure. So going back to those, the four market cycle stages. So right now we're in early recession. So the sectors that perform best historically in an early recession era is services, utilities, and then transportation and cyclicals. And cyclicals being restaurants, hotels, furniture, automobile, like those kind of things, right? So maybe look to some of those companies. Like, an, like the airlines, yeah, right? Because you have people returning back to like semi-normal behavior and whatnot, yeah. right? Yeah. And then when you go into full recession, it, in, interestingly enough, obviously industrial transportation, again, the, the, the heartbeat of an economy, You're, the trucking companies, you know, all these... These companies, uh, so transportation would be oil and gas, that kind of thing. You know, the world runs on that shit. And when it comes to times where times are tough, these are the only things that are going to continue on that aren't going to be disrupted like a tech company, which may go bankrupt. Right. And then interestingly enough, when it gets to full recession, like when it's the darkest of the days, strong tech companies with good balance sheets that are profitable then start to perform well. 
Mm. We're not talking about these growth tech companies that the product's 10 years off and they're losing $500 million a year. Some of these companies, the tech companies, they're not sustainable. But when you look to strong tech companies, you know, we're talking about a Microsoft, you know, an Oracle, right? those kind of companies, they can become good bets because they're probably at good valuations and they're not going anywhere. Yeah. So look to some of those companies. That's probably going to be coming up in the next few years. Yeah, right? maybe wherever there's a need, you know, I'd be looking to something like, if I was going to do one tech stock that's been absolutely just smashed to bits and what I think will recover the quickest would be something in the healthcare uh, sector just because of how many people are leaving the industry. I think they've experienced a lot of burnout when it comes to COVID. You know, they're underpaid. Um, I would look to something like a Teladoc. You know, it's, a, it's pretty much a tech company. Yeah. And I think, you know, with the lack of nurses available and you can start to access healthcare professionals from around the globe, you know, I, I could see that one picking back up. Even yeah, that's a good call, especially like healthcare stocks. I was thinking maybe in the you know in the early recession, full recession phase. Again, going back to it's the necessities, health, your, the health of your family. So like a CVS or a Johnson and Johnson, exactly those yeah. kind of companies could be good plays in your portfolio because you need health regardless of if it's a bull market or a bear market. Your family's health is the most important thing in the world, right? So those companies are going to continue to make good profits. Yeah. So. Um, Another thing I was looking at was when it comes into early recovery and late recovery stages. So when the econ then this is going to be towards the end of the, the cycle, but it's good to, it's good knowledge to have. That's when energy really starts to rip. Right. If you think about it, the world is really finally coming back to life. Right. People are going places, new factories are being built. Innovation. Got, and it's all happening, right? Energy comes at a premium because everyone wants the energy. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking, talking about learning about stock market rotations, when the, when the economies are starting to build back up, that's when it's time to go all in, look at energy stocks. So like electricity, coal. I mean, yeah. it's unfortunate, well, that, unfortunate about coal, but I mean, it's still being one of the primary drivers. Well, I mean, look, if we're saying this rotation is going to last 10 years and we're maybe in year, we're starting into year one of it or two, depending on how you want to define it. By that time, green energy could probably be one of at the forefront of a lot of economies, right? Right. So if you want to make a prediction, you could say that green energy, when the world really comes back to life from this recession in a few years, whatever it is, green energy could, because those valuations have decimated. Mm. Some of those green energy companies are down 95%. Nuts. But it's, you know, we're early days. Yeah. So put some of those green energy companies, maybe not add them to your portfolio right now, but for when the world starts coming back to life out of this recession, check out those green energy companies. It's kind of like plug or, you know, charge points, even yeah. like a Tesla, like, you know what I mean? Like, um, STEM energy, some yeah. of my favorite names. Yeah. And Tesla's always has a few things going under, underneath the hood that we d we're not aware of. For sure. So yeah, Elon Musk just came out and said the other day, what, what you were telling me something about, um, he's like, people don't understand that, you know, the, the potential of our robot and our right, energy yeah. and a solar is much larger or just exactly. on par than the car company itself. Yeah. There's a lot more going on underneath the hood there for sure. For sure. So, I mean, look, if you're a stock market investor, I know, these aren't sexy names and it might be counterintuitive based on how the stock market's been over the last 10 to 12 years to take these high flying tech companies out of your portfolio and replace them with a corn company. <laughs> I mean, we're not in sexy times either though, right? <laughs> People are getting pinched right now. So that's it. So like, look at some of these names, check out strong companies that are pr producing the necessities of life, whether it be food, energy, yeah. healthcare, transportation, these are the companies that have been through 100 bear markets, 100 recessions, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Check these ones out. Absolutely. Hey, look, 
I think we did a little, a pretty good review here uh, in terms of providing you guys with what the next opportunity could be in the stock market over the next long haul, five to 10 years. And hey, tune into the next episode. That one's going to be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the Bean Pod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the Bean Pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.